0: Mm -hmm. Good morning, happy Saturday, hope we are all good. Talking cholesterol today, I had a few questions this week on lowering cholesterol, on what are the best foods to keep my cholesterol healthy, because I've been told that I need to take statins, um, and it's now the recommendation, I'm not going to really go into that, Um, you know, if you're a certain age or have type 2 diabetes or maybe risk, you may have been contacted with that, but today I'm actually talking about the nutrition side of things, and it is confusing because people say, you know, I, I, I limit eggs. I love eggs. They keep me full up. They help me eat less. But I don't want to eat too many because of the cholesterol. One minute we're eating butter and then we're eating trans fats and margarines. Don't eat cheese. But they often neglect the one thing I'm going to share with you today. But first, I do want to go over there are certain foods that have been shown to potentially lower your cholesterol. And that I'll go through them now. So number one would be oats. They have something called beta-glucan in it, which is also found in mushrooms. Um, and that has been shown to interfere with the absorption of cholesterol. However, consider that the amount needed is around 3 grams, um, which is probably the equivalent of around 2 to 3 bowls, depending on the size of your bowls. So, yeah, you've got to consider that. Some people actually would supplement with it. Um, But getting enough fiber in your diet, this brings me on to the next one. Fiber essentially binds to cholesterol. So that that's helpful as well. And, and again, it, it questions a lot of people's beliefs about certain foods in a diet. So they say, oh, I don't eat saturated fat or even though it has been shown to be quite neutral or I don't eat um, the, like this food because it's high, in, it'll raise my cholesterol. And actually when you consider if you eat a meal, you've got the fiber which binds to cholesterol, that will actually have a lower impact than just having... So say, I, say someone ate nothing but steak but then they add steak and vegetables. That's a completely different meal now. You've got fiber binding to any cholesterol, but you've still got the iron, the protein, the vitamin B, and all the nutrients from that as well. So it's getting that balance right, especially when you consider sarcopenia, muscle loss, bone density, all these things. Unsaturated fats. So this is like your polyunsaturated fats. It's been shown that switching from trans and saturated to polys may be a good thing to do. Polyunsaturated fat like olive oil, et cetera, can't get wrong, Volnovol. The Mediterranean diet pretty much has been shown to be trumping everything in this in this aspect. So, but when they actually looked at high fat versus low fat diets, they found a really interesting thing. So, low fat diets tended to decrease LDL, aka bad cholesterol, but high fat diets were superior to low fat diets with respect to raising good cholesterol. Which is, it sounds simple, but let's say you got two cars, one car takes it away. One car takes the cholesterol to, essentially, your arteries. So one's taking them away. So now you've got more cars. Now a bus taking it away, essentially. It's the most simple way I can describe it. So you've got a, now a bus taking the cholesterol away, which is obviously a good thing. You can fit more people in the bus. takes it to the liver to be processed. So it's a bit of a difficult one, especially when you consider that often you know, the ratio of good to bad cholesterol is the key indicator of heart disease, potentially. But there's more, and this is a key one. They found that every kilogram of weight loss is associated with a decrease in your bad cholesterol and an increase in your good cholesterol. That's every kilogram of weight loss is associated with a decrease in your bad cholesterol, increase in your good cholesterol. So if you go high fat, low fat, the key thing really seems to be that lifestyle thing. And, and we know that even you know it's not as simple as just focusing on one thing at a time i mean one study found that people aged 40 to 54 this is in the study with normal cholesterol you know, still had high risks of heart disease even though they had normal cholesterol they then the risk factor on other factors as well and it just shows how stress management your exercise habits eating your sleep vitamin d like you could go on all day all these things have a big impact and And it starts with habits and it will be really hard at the start, like anything you start in, whether it's a one minute, five minute, 10 minute, 30 minute workout, whether it's adding more vegetables into your meal to get that fiber in, whether it's increasing your protein to be more full up, whatever it is, these are always hard at the start. That's why we front load our accountability on our kickstart program. But like Alicia said yesterday, you know, these, they're almost seemingly insignificant at the start. But these seemingly insignificant actions add up. When they become a habit, you just do them routinely. You're then adding other stuff on top and that's when it becomes significant. And here's what she said yesterday. Just wanted to let you know, I've now dropped below 14 stones, so feeling good. I'm pretty sure. um, My overall weight loss is one stone, six pounds at the moment. So feeling motivated, also lost some inches. I've been measuring myself every couple of weeks. Been really good at not snacking. And when I do, I'm finding it easy to make healthy choices, boom. Small habits, compound effect, any questions, let me know. And have a great day. Speak soon.